Hey guys, I'm Brittany. I'm Maria. And welcome to the Be More podcast. Hello everyone. Um, Brittany, before we start, I have a live copy here. <laughs> you know how there's jokes on here? Yeah, go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to tell you one. Or it's a, I don't know if it's a riddle or it's a joke. Uh, what type of bow loves water? What type of bow? Yeah, loves water. It's more of a riddle than a joke, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say bow. Bow of a boat is not bow. I don't know. What type a, of bow loves water? A rainbow. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Cute. Figured we start off there. <laughs> you get, you know, I know what's funny is that Maria gets on my ass about doing stuff that she, <laughs> she pulls out a fucking rainbow riddle. I didn't, I didn't like the other one. I was like, oh, this is, I mean, that one was more dumb, but whatever. I'm going to eat this lobby toffee now. Honestly, whatever works. It's fine. <laughs> I really love riddles, but I'm one of those people who will fight with you about riddles. Dan and I were just talking about, uh, <laughs> he was mm-hmm. mad and he was doing draft with a friend and we were talking about how like drafts go into the future in 2025 and it tries to predict the players that are going to be and all of this stuff. And we had a mm-hmm. like, we, like full on, like, I don't like this and this doesn't make sense. And that's not a good representation of data. And he was like, he got to the point where he was like, okay and he just like like, yeah he was like i know what kind of state you're currently in and i'm there's no way that you're gonna be happy and i'm gonna be he's like can i just like play my video yeah please just let him play the damn video game it had nothing to do with logic (laughs) anyway Mm -hmm. anywho um i think today we're gonna be talking about uh we alluded to this last week that i had to watch don't look up this week and i did um, the Netflix movie. And they are now um, very good timing, uh, like being recognized for potential awards too. Really? Yeah. I don't remember which ones, but I know I heard something about them getting nominee nominations. Oh, that's good. Also, also a side note, like we're not, or I'm not, actually, I didn't even talk to you about this beforehand, but we're not, um, I guess, ignoring the whole Russia, Ukraine thing. I just feel like, I feel you know, like what we're gonna part of what we're gonna talk about is gonna end up leading into this anyway because I feel like our entire world is still pulling a don't look up right now. Yeah, That's like I feel like feeling. I feel like it's also timely in in this sense too. I'm like, yeah, you know. So yep. as this conversation unfolds, I'm sure we'll briefly talk I about. Definitely, I'm starting to feel all like the anxieties that in parallel to the characters in the movie when they start to know. It's one of those things when you're aware of what's going on and you know the level of potential threat and concern. It's it's a weird. Mm-hmm. We can talk about this more, but it relates to the in the beginning. If you guys have not watched the Don't Look Up movie, do also, not listen to the rest of this episode. Yeah. Rest of um, maybe skip this uh, this week's episode if you Spoiler don't want alert. spoilers. Yeah, there's spoilers um, everywhere. But if you don't care about watching the movie and you would like. Are our perspectives of it, or if you've seen the movie and you'd like to collaborate in this conversation of thought about it, um, in the beginning of the movie, when Jennifer Lawrence's character, I very much relate to all of her experiences with it, um, but especially right now with what's going on with like the potential onset of the next world war, which I think we can say very like just blatantly is the potential situation that we could be walking into. Um, 
I was driving around this morning and this came like all of these things started happening like Thursday, Friday, where we were really starting to get mass media on everything. And this morning I've been trying to stay very steady in trying to stay updated on what's going on, but also trying to detach myself from it a little bit because it's very scary. And this morning I was like driving as I was driving back home, I like you have a moment of thought that's like, look at all these cars and these people that are just like going on with their life and like (laughs) poor people in Ukraine can't like it really Uh. it your your attachment to reality versus like your awareness of the greater connection of community it just it's so the dichotomy there is such a struggle and that's a hundred percent like not i mean to the extent that like jennifer lorison's character experiences it in the movie but like that hundred percent was like this is going to be just like this like we are so far away and there's so much ignorance that we like those of us who are kind of paying attention are gonna be in that type of situation where it's like when you are informed and you have the information you just have to you are supposed to still carry on with your life but you know that there's this dark cloud just looming and getting bigger Mm -hmm. right and like um which is what's happening right which is what you just said um, if we want to go into the, the specific plot so that people know that don't care to like watch, don't look up. So basically Jennifer Lawrence's character um, is a PhD student at some college for like, I don't know, for now, like for know, astronomy. space. <laughs> for space. Yeah. Um, She's an she astronomer. Ru- yes, yes. She, she was running tests on this like new comet that she found up in space and um, all the tests. And Leo DiCaprio is like, I don't know her, I don't know if like her boss, her Professor. mentor, her like whoever like he's over yeah. he's the person who's overseeing her abilities to be a phd student right i don't know any of these technical terms um, anyways like so... a, i can't think of the freaking word but in, he's a professor sure so he is also you know checking her math and it's the calculations are getting close and close and close to earth and you find out that this comet is literally just gonna wipe out humankind yeah. She's in like measuring six months the trajectory of the like orbit of this comet compared to earth and its trajectory yeah. ends up well she's the only, she's the person who realizes it and then like, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's character calls all of the students on their team in for a meeting mm-hmm. all trying to calculate the math that that helps project the trajectory of this comet and I thought it was really interesting how he like they were go- she like so Jennifer Lawrence's character sitting there like fully aware of what's going on and fully aware of the fact that like it gets to zero which means there's going to be impact and while like like Leo's char- character is like doing the math and figuring it out when he actually narrows down all the information and realizes it's zero he writes zero on the board with his back to his students and then quickly erases it and is like okay guys I think like we need to take a break like, I, I think we can't figure this out tonight. We need to take, and that moment, even though I watched this a week ago, is so clear in my brain because that's one of the first moments where it's like, is that the right thing to do, right? Like we always talk about like censorship and protecting people from information. That's one of the first po- points in the movie. And that's right in the beginning where I was like, wow, I don't know if I would do the same thing in that moment. 
or like and i wonder why you never even know why he actually he doesn't talk to why he actually does that but like it get it ends up closing the door to everybody else being able to know what's actually going on he lets all of those students leave and he keeps jennifer lawrence there with him and they're doing the calculations over and over again until it's just declared that you know they get the same results and they pass it on to like the next higher power um in the government the government yeah i mean the speculation of leo not telling his students is to protect them right but right i don't Uh, okay (laughs) this is like a and i know what it's like to be on the giving end or the receiving no i i'm very biased to this because i've spent a lot of my life not being informed of things mm-hmm. because it was to protect me but it ends up being more devastating when i end up finding out versus but i guess in this type of situation there's nothing you could do about it anyway but uh, but i think i'm very biased about this because i have personal issues related to like being not being told stuff as a, a face like a it's i'm protecting you I don't like mm-hmm. when someone else gets to decide what I have the right to know and not know. I want to be able to make the decision for myself. That's so fair. Very biased around this, but I understand what you're getting at because it also would have been a way bigger hot mess if more people yeah. were from the beginning. Exactly. So, like, for in this instance, like, you know, they went to the president of the United States, which is played by Meryl Streep, which I, I that killed did me. it, that which I was not me. expecting her in. No, this I was not ready for it. At all. <laughs> I didn't even know she was in this movie. So, um, really funny. And it's really funny because, like, uh, the way that they portray Meryl Streep is like she couldn't care less about this, right? But now. It, like in the very so beginning, so strongly. Do you see the connection to like the conversation we had about celebrity last week? Yeah, like, yeah, like celebrity. She's not a politician. She's right, hundred percent, just there for a crowd and for the polls, and not there. Yeah, she. So yeah, she. She. Basically, so Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence get, you know, go to D.C. and they wait for like 10 hours or something in the White House and never get to meet Meryl Streep that day because she had to deal with the press about her like Supreme Court nominee, whatever. Who ended up who, becoming and, like a porn star who was a porn star or something. Yeah, it was obviously very just, you know, satirical and what, what have you. Uh, but so when Meryl Streep finally gets to see them, I guess, I don't know, I can't remember the details, but the next day maybe, um, she was like, so like what does this like she like she didn't she's like so where are you guys from like are you nasa like she also was demeaning them because they weren't like you know nasa like they were just like from a couple colleges they had the the man who led like whatever that i didn't realize that i also didn't look into this but the man who was there to represent like the global i don't remember what the organization was called but he was the head of the organization that apparently exists in real life Mm-hmm. the like the u.s and the world having any type of relationship with like anything outside earth yeah um, and yeah. she wouldn't even listen to him right so and, and basically yeah. was like we're gonna sit here while nasa does their calculations and assess and jennifer lawrence bugs the fuck out i mean she bugs the fuck out for the entire two hours and 30 minutes of this correct. movie correct correct um but Rightly she's so. like you're gonna literally sit here while we have six months to live this is where right there was where my anxiety started like (laughs) watching them be disregarded 
Um, it was annoying. Yeah, I'm gonna get that. It, but again, I have a lot of personal stuff with this, <laughs> like especially being like a female when you're working, because especially that field is very much overrun by men. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of stuff about her femaleness that comes to play as mm -hmm. a hindrance in the conversation. But yeah, I felt all of that. And it the <laughs> interesting relationship that her and Leonardo's character have and his like anxiety, like every yeah, he was riddled with like so every much... potential like mental illness. I right. Feel like. Yeah. It's just there's so much. And it's funny because it's the his character to me, if we look at both of their like character bios, essentially, she is like very young, very like, I would say like a liberal in, in a sense, very yeah. just for the people. Right. Situation. And doesn't like doesn't give an F and says what she has to say. And like a very, very much a woman, I would say like, of like our generation. Mm -hmm. Um, and very forthcoming and like she's very intelligent but she also smokes a lot of weed because she deals with a lot of stress and very blunt and very Gen a jennifer lawrence character and then leonardo dicaprio's character is this very high strung intelligent white man right who's dealing with all of this anxiety who has a family and then he goes through this whole thing with like What's her and yeah. again celebrity and but it i just thought it was so interesting specifically his character right when he was a working class man right mm -hmm. he when he had a family to deal with he had a job to deal with he had responsibilities he his wife when that part where like she finds him with with uh yeah. Blanchett's character yeah like oh, she yeah, kate blanchett i was trying to yeah. figure out what her name is but it's basically all basically medications at him and it's, yeah so leo like cheats on his wife after yeah. he gets super famous is what Brittany's trying for, to do for being because jennifer lawrence they go on to have so oh my god i'm going out of storyline here but after they tell the president and nothing is done about it they go to a major newspaper and the major newspaper decides that they want to leak the story to the public so the public can decide what they want to do with the information and when they go on television this is when all of the ridiculousness starts kate blanchett's character is like the um news anchor person i was gonna say anchor but it doesn't sound right in my brain um she's like it's, an anchor yeah. on the show and they when they start talking about what's going on they completely spin it and like kind of like string like around it and don't want to hear anything about it lots of again political <laughs> response yeah. and jennifer lawrence loses her shit rightly so uh, because they're completely ignoring the reality and they're all worried about Leonardo DiCaprio being the one who's going to lose his mind because he was losing his mind in the meetings prior um, with his nerves and anxiety. And for some reason, all of a sudden, he's very calm and collected. And it, there's an interesting thing there in the way that you deliver information, right? Like what people are really willing to listen to. But he ends up getting strung up in this whole world of like bullshit. Yep. And of just power. Him a really like he's. Uh, we all know what Leonardo DiCaprio looks like. Even if you put, make him, you know, the nerdiest looking man on the face of the earth and make him really, you know, whatever, he's still a beautiful man. So the whole spin on the entire them showing up on this show is that Leonardo DiCaprio is like this hot professor. Um, and then it yeah. makes him really famous. And he goes on to continue talking about what's happening, but it's totally spun in a different way. And he becomes really like, 
just big headed and egotistical. And it's so interesting how when he gets pulled into that life of not having to give a fart about anything and completely separates himself from all of the things that would stress somebody out and like lives in a fantastical world. He no longer has these issues of anxiety and he no longer has because he's not living in the real world anymore. Mm -hmm. I thought that was crazy. I thought that was so (coughs) his whole mental health story that's happening underneath, like within between the lines of the context of the movie, I thought was so interesting. It's just and also that's also like. I just thought of it in a way of like gender, like that whole thing. Like the woman carries the load of the responsibility and has to not even that just like she was bugging out and everyone's like oh she's so emotional like she's yeah. crazy like that whatever and then i mean when the movie goes on leo also gets very emotional he like gets sick and tired of being in power and like famous yes. so he also gets emotional but doesn't get that backlash yeah it's like that yeah, also happens sure. so i'm like this is annoying like it's obviously everything in between was like comedic like there are some comedy stuff but like the yeah. overall arching it's a comedy movie, but the overall arching gist of it is like, and we didn't even talk about the rich guy. Like, we're not even there yet. Oh um, my God. The rich guy There's, with the phone. It's so hard for us to, <laughs> if you're already like lost in our plot description, it's so hard. It's very intricate, intricate, honestly. Of this movie, because it is, there's so many things going on. Well, yeah. we'll go into the rich guy later, but I feel like just focusing on Jennifer Lawrence and Leo's character development throughout the movie, it's like yeah, it's- she still is true to herself, no matter like if she's like yeah. on like wanted posters or whatever she was, or like was subject to like moving to the Midwest because she couldn't be part of anything anymore. And her parents rejected her. Oh my God, her parents, wait, that one home. scene when <laughs> she tried going home and her parents were like, and we're jumping now in plot, but her parents would not let her inside. They're like, yeah. no politics. We're not talking about politics here. Would not even open the door. And they're like, we're here for the jobs or something. And I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. So like, the biggest <laughs> part of the plot that you need to know is that these two intelligent academic people discover something catastrophic. And when going to give it to higher power that can do something about it are completely ignored and rejected. And over the course of the next, like, three, four months, the American government led by Meryl Streep and partly by Jonah Hill, who is Meryl Streep's son. And it's, I, so Jonah Hill is so frustratingly good at playing characters. You just want to punch that are frustrating. Yeah. Jonah Hill was, Jonah Hill was Meryl Streep's son and chief of staff. Oh yeah. We give more context on that. And he just a total asshat. And so over the next five months, it's all about like covering up that this isn't happening. And that was the whole point of the, the movie's name is that they try to encourage people. They're telling people like, hey, you need to look up, this is coming versus the government slogan that becomes, no, no, look down. Like, don't look up. You don't need to look down, which is the craziest, like the, right. it. all of this is very parallel to the way that our American government and elections and polls and what we deem important when it comes to the function of democracy in our country it's all very parallel in a really disgustingly funny to the point of not being funny way yeah um so all of this is going on and then finally they realize that you know they have to do something about this comet so they go through all like because people start to realize that something's going on and they end up launching a mission to try to 
send to try to redirect it isn't that like the first thing that they do they try to they want to they want to blow they, they want to like blow it blow it up or blow it away and they like have a vault he's like he's also this one character is like also an ass but he's like i don't know what he is like head of mil like military security or whatever but he like volunteers quote unquote to go into space and like deal yes. with this shit Yes. and this is also meryl streep. this mission right and this Another is also meryl streep um bring up her polls at the same time like right. this is all she agreed to this finally when her polls were like okay let me just do this for my polls right for my yeah. polling because the midterm elections are coming and that's what the mission the mission was to send a bunch of weaponry into space to try to somehow pivot the trajectory of the comet by using some type of explosive to knock it off of its course that was the goal um and do you want to talk about the the whole thing so uh... okay this this literally was in the middle of the movie like they finally like leo DiCaprio was there like um in the i don't know the launch space with the president and everyone and nasa yeah. and whoever else and he was like he gave a great like little speech like okay we're doing this guys like this is great and everyone every newscaster possible from around the world is right. like and in you, america this is now this is now a month or two in, right? So right, so they have like three or four months to live now. Right, so and this so is like everyone's understanding that this is their, this is the only hope. Like this entire system <laughs> mission is the only potential hope that they have to do right. about this massive comment that's coming. So great. So it literally goes up in space. Like I, the guy is literally going up, and then and all of a sudden, like Meryl Streep is like. Right, and all of a sudden, like Meryl Streep gets a call. I can't remember, but she steps out of the the uh, the room, and then you see one of the newscasters saying, "Like it looks like it's coming back." Like you yeah. see the thing, like trajectory go down, and then Leo well, DiCaprio all is of like, "The engine shut off on everything." Right, so it's like coming down. So um, <clears throat> you find out this guy who you meet actually in the very beginning of the movie too. Like he's all, he's kind of like a Steve Jobs type esque person. Like he like is like i'm unveiling the new whatever phone 14.3 version life right yeah sure that and helps it's you with like, your um, that love that part was funny right he like his yeah it was funny his his character is very funny yeah, yeah he built a new tech that was supposed to like that was in your phone that your phone could sense whatever emotion you were feeling and yeah generate some kind of content to help you balance yourself back out um but he has the social skills I don't even know what compare he has no social skills like they they say like you're not allowed to make direct eye contact with him and he like talks like he's still in kindergarten it's so yeah his vocabulary is very very simple yeah yes, his vocabulary yeah. is very simple because it's straight to the point he's very kindergarten-esque he's you, he's easily like angered he is easily distracted mm -hmm. it's just very funny and he's this huge tech mogul and he's creating all of this technology that is literally driving and shaping society in the movie right so he comes in and he's like he like aborted the mission with meryl streep and then meryl streep's like he's also you have like to listen. the richest man in the world right yeah so he, meryl streep's like you have to listen to another thing. yeah he's an old white man so meryl streep's like you have to talk to you have to listen to what he says because leo's like bugging the fuck out because this is literally our last chance to like save earth and the guy's like well you know my drones that i have in my whatever like 30 of them or whatever can easily like break down the comet into 30 little bits and within that comet that will fall onto earth holds trillions of trillions of dollars of material 
and that's why they stopped the, the comment which and i thought like, to help was the with funniest thing it was a lot of whatever was needed inside of like cell phones like the types of materials that would be inside of like cell phones and and technology and things like that um and of course because he was the wealthiest man and of course he was probably one of the biggest they talk about him being one of the biggest supporters of merrill's campaign um it was decided while the mission was in the air and no one else in the room right they were in and it's called ground zero isn't it sure Um, yeah they were in the office there and there was probably 30 people in that room and this one man made a decision and the entire thing was just shut off and ended because of his decision without consult like consulting anybody else that was in that room Um, and not even that the whole thing with leo and uh jennifer lawrence's character they're like who peer reviewed this like who's peer reviewing their their drones and everything made me laugh that part really made me laugh because i when you in any capacity start to live in the world of research and data and like actively working with hypothesis and and wanting to gather any of that information like that's an integral part of science (laughs) like that part floored me yeah Um, and i've been i like i said i've i've been in those situations i see them all the time in the ways that we in the ways that we deal with like fads and health or products that are mismarketed in health like that's the reality we live in Mm -hmm. um so that part just that part was actually funny, but for a really sad reason, because I was like, this is so true. Like, this is not surprising. The whole thing was funny. I was laughing for power. two and a half hours. I was, laughing I was not. I was hours. super anxious the entire time. I mean, uh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. But also, like, Ariana Grande is also in this movie. Which Oh, my God. That part was funny, too. <laughs> oh. Honestly, that part like was super relevant to the conversation we had had on our last episode where I was like, this is annoying the shit out of me. Like, that is how I felt. Except for the part where she told him to shut the fuck up. That part was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, to go back to, you know, the, the abort mission situation, like, that's just capitalism taking over the world. Right. Is what that, that, yeah. that allegory metaphor is, I feel and like. And that created this huge debacle honestly and like shift in what was going on in society right? because the whole the whole idea of like leo's whole point which i obviously agree with him was like you're gonna literally potentially you're not even sure that you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this in hopes of trillions and trillions of dollars but we're gonna be dead is the other side right so that part was life like, or money literally right. so you know yeah. capitalism oh, yeah. says and the latter that- on that go on goes to the very end of the movie did you watch that little bit like i told you at the end at the end yeah where jonah hill so which was like no no wait oh there's oh you didn't see the very end end because i stayed so low very end (laughs) oh oh oh, no i didn't we'll talk about that Uh, but but yes i did see the end of that yeah so like that ends up right like correcting itself right which is like the part of it but um so yeah so after that like there are people who are very clearly and if you know (laughs) this the parallels between the types of people who like they very clearly I'm just gonna say this because it's the truth and you know where our stance is if you haven't listened to any of our previous conversations regarding politics they very much aligned people who were Trump supporters with the people who supported the don't look up movement movement right like they they (laughs) it was there were moments where I was like oh we're back at the last election. Like, <laughs> like it was so 
it it just was and it wasn't it wasn't a matter of like if you were a trump supporter or not it was a it was a matter of are you and it spoke to it in such like a big way right are you going to critically think like there's a major giant rock mass plummeting into the earth and you're not gonna look like you're not gonna look up for yourself like you're not gonna critically think and and like and do a simple thing and think for yourself you're just gonna let the government and somebody else tell you what to do and what to believe like that was their message right that was the whole thing behind it it just very disturbingly aligned with the reality of what our politics are like in our country right now and relevant to what we're talking about with the entire situation with Russia and Ukraine right now as well. Um, so that happens and all of these polls and things are going on and they're trying to get people not to look up and then there are people who are noticing and the internet blows up and there's memes everywhere. It That's just funny. ends up fast forwarding to they have like you have like a convention are you, are you talking about this oh that's that's like towards the end so the yeah. goal is um this rich white man it has these drones set up to launch into space and there's such a division amongst the world now of the people who are going to look up and the people who are not going to look up so we have all these rallies and um then ariana grande sings at a, the, her outfit <laughs> that thing just pe- made me pee my pants. so funny there's like a concert right the things that people do and it's again very relevant to what's going on in our world right now there's a lot of like protest walks and, and especially happening in europe uh against the like when we don't have control of a situation when there are other powers at play we gather and do what we can to show our stance right to support our Mm-hmm. or beliefs um which is really sad that when we live in a democracy that's the only thing we can really still do even though we're what do you mean like oh power. well power uh it depends on i mean i was also watching get curious uh jonathan van ness's new uh oh i haven't watched Netflix. that yet i'm very intrigued there- there's an episode with oh my god i forget one of the congresswomen she's like in the same ranks and is friends with aoc and like you know that ilhan uh i can't remember any of their names that whole group mm. um and and like that whole group is very like jvn basically went to the capitol or uh, the i don't know what building in dc but she's like this is your house like this is yours like you know and like for for it's sad that like representatives hearing that is very rare because it is our house. Like it is our DC, but yeah. the way that even just with this, with ne- like, don't look up, like it's the government, like, right. or it's whoever wants it to be whoever, their house. Yeah. Whoever you know? happens like, to be pulling the strings at that moment. And like we said in our last episode with us, remember I, I kept telling you it paralleled in so many ways, the power is white and wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> the two W's. Um, right. So, so anyway, so this is what's going on in the movie, and it comes down to the pact where this is now, like, they went from having the first mission be their last hope to now this is, like, their last, last. Their last, last. And there's a huge acknowledgement and recognition of this because it gets to the point now where the comet becomes visible 
to the people. Yeah, it's it's a tangible thing now because you can actually see it. Like it yeah. has a tail. Like that's that's how like its movement, its tail is visible and its trajectory is visible. Um, and again, my anxiety rise. Like you already know what's happening in the movie, but still, my anxiety rises. Um, and they launch this mission. And now here's what I want to acknowledge too, because it's a it's a big like emphasis on just like how screwed up they wrote this but still um when you usually do any type of missile launch or mission uh there's a they talk about like a um there's space for error or a percentage that's allowed error before something you know the mission would be a failure and usually it's like misfiring rockets not like engines giving out things like that and in the first mission that was sent up they were this percentage of error was so small like <laughs> amazingly so small like not possible so small and they yeah. ended up aborting the mission so like <laughs> you don't even know what could have like it could have been you know right like that's the whole point of how they wrote it right it could have actually been successful something could have happened so when they did the second mission um within mm -hmm everything launch it within the actually within the first launch like they already have they're already starting to exceed their margin of error that they made space for yeah like six drones out of the 30 like already went out Don't even, like, yeah. like yeah and yeah then, this was this was part of margin of error i was like and okay no one in the room is sweating even like the engineers and the, the people that are working the the technology no one's sweating and the director the man who's like overseeing the entire project is like not saying anything and then you're watching the drones like it and it's what's so funny to me you're watching the drones land right and you're just seeing things go wrong like mm -hmm. you're seeing rocks and like other shit in the in space just start knocking into them you're seeing them explode because of, like sensitivity and the thing that makes me laugh so much about all of this and of course it was from this character is that this man thought that he was going to be able to drive what was going to happen in outer space like the concept of that to me is just humorous right like how are you not accounting for the fact that like you're going to blow up part of the comet and shit's going to be flying everywhere like how how are you not how do you how are you predicting any of that right and that honestly that the, all of the scientific things in this movie the like bastardized science honestly really was what made me laugh but you're sitting there watching him just like this very awkward social man and Meryl Streep is sitting next to him and like out of these 30 drones were he was like oh don't worry like we can get down to I don't 24 think or something yeah. yeah 24 being able to do it and this mission successfully and then all of a sudden you see the screen and like it's like drone gone drone gone drone gone drone gone and he stands and everybody in the office who's in there controlling this whole situation even the the guy who's leading the mission is all starting to get nervous and like mm -hmm. to him for answers and he literally gets up and goes excuse me i need to use the bathroom yeah. and just dips and, and everyone is like, screw this, I gotta go home to my yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody starts to realize that, oh my God, this is not gonna work. Um, and Meryl Streep, that part made me laugh. Meryl Streep ends up being like, you know what? I'm going to also use the restroom and just completely leaves her son there, which was yeah. super funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, so this mission doesn't work out to no one's surprise. And during this whole time, um, 
Jennifer Lawrence's character and Leonardo DiCaprio's character had had a massive falling out because he stayed in the world of bullshit and she didn't and she refused Mm -hmm. when she was also super like banned from anything related to it uh and they when they start to see the comet literally falling from the sky is when they reconnect and realize like this is more than this like let's just reconcile and Leo goes back to his family and reconciles yeah and every and the it was I the emotions I had such a weird mix of emotions at the end of the movie um because with this reconciliation um they're all they all come together and are having a meal literally like as the world is ending and as the comet (laughs) is coming down and I thought that what they did really brilliantly was how they kept they kept it an, a worldly matter because they kept bringing in like animals did you see mm-hmm. all they kept shooting like it randomly throughout transitions in the movie they would bring in other forms of nature and other forms of life as a like a, a really power for me it was a really powerful reminder that like well we've just it's not just us right and the beautiful thing that i loved was that as all of the drama and humanity built up all of those shots of the animals like they had no idea like that blissful ignorance mm-hmm. right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i thought that was i and there were moments where i was like well i'd rather be them in that situation right like i would rather not know it or not have the capability of knowing what was going on but that's pretty much how the movie ends and Meryl Streep and this rich man and of course all of the other wealthy mostly white people that are on earth get sent out in a ship um and like cryogenically frozen and uh it lands in some some planet it ends up landing on some rando planet 20,000 years later and when they get off there's like all these like it's a beautiful place and there's all these animals around and Meryl Streep's character like really ignorantly walks up to one of the creatures is like oh you're so beautiful and is immediately killed and then all the animals are sort of attacking all the people that are left so I that just really brought it full circle for me I thought that that was the best part of the whole movie because I was like good um but see the very very end there I did not scene. see the very, very, and I tried to like fast forward to see if there's anything else, but I totally missed it. Yeah, it was it's five seconds long. I mean, at the very end. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah, I'm not gonna go back and watch it. Yeah, so basically, it pans then down to Earth after the destruction, and Jonah mm-hmm. Hill is alive <laughs> and just by himself. Yeah, he like comes out of the the rubble like in the White House, wherever he is, and he is like, and he like takes out his phone. He's like, last man on Earth, like selfie, like video, trying to like connect to the internet. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what the heck? So potentially, potentially people survived. So I think that's the moral of like the, the very goal. end. Yeah. Yeah, but what who cares if it's people like him? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's another thing too, right? Even <coughs> it the entire satirical perspective of the human experience and like humans as a species was I totally, I mean, there are probably people who are highly offended by it or didn't get it, but like, if you understand how much we are capable of, as possible as it is for us to do good, we are oftentimes more on the harmful side and ignorantly on the harmful side. And it, it is like, it is, there are people on other planets that are watching us and think we're the funniest shit on TV. Like, on TV? Just, yeah. It just is. Um, but I, I also thought that 
it was really funny how well honestly I thought it was it was I just they just sewed so many good things into it but I was so impressed by and very shaken by the graphic the graphics that they did for the entire like comet and you in the movie they oh. watch like what happens to the earth you see everything that happens oh the like impact on earth like that whole yeah situation. that yeah. i that like tsunamis are like my biggest fear like really? the ocean just in general right like i don't uh, like yeah. we've had this conversation on the podcast yeah, i don't like, like the tsunamis, ocean either so i get it uh but like you know tens of hundreds of feet of waves feels like something that i you know just take me out before it even hits me you yeah, know like, and that's like, the thing and there were some people in the movie that were like choosing to do that um, yeah I probably- case in point the jennifer lawrence's parents so going back to jennifer lawrence's parents not bringing her back into the house their whole thing was like and this is very like this is very tight like it's two-party system like you can tell who's who so jennifer lawrence is trying to go back home her parents are like no politics here like we are for the people getting jobs because of this like comment and i'm like if no one understands this right now like y'all are dumb like it's blatantly black and white right yes. here yes. the the effects of what the the you know the two different sides are right now in the very right. extreme manner um but i don't know i just thought it was just brilliant honestly because like I the people too. that it are blew my mind i people, it's, it's just crazy it really it made me very anxious because i in my mind i was like this is if this were to ever happen this is probably almost too spot on which is why you're probably yeah what, what, this, this is, why is why people got, are probably super and, anxious yeah, yeah like it and it is honestly i have to be totally honest it's not helping that we're also dealing with a global issue right now <laughs> not too far after i watched it it's the same thing that happened with covid it's, it's just yeah, they, I, I, I'm, and I'm sure they made it because of COVID, obviously. Oh, of course Duh. they did. It was a very, I mean, all very obvious, very intelligent. There's nothing. The so good. Itself, it was so good. Genius. Such good timing. Like uh, I, satire is just, it, it's just a right. It's just the wonderful thing about, I guess, the terrible thing about watching anything that's satirical is that if you understand why it can be a satire it's sad right like, because if you're, if you're understanding this movie and like you know actually like critically thinking about it and like laughing about it like you're also sad about it right and <laughs> that's that what makes where, satirical pieces that was where brilliant. i sat um but i just thought i mean they could have they could have they chose the one thing that we literally have absolutely no control over right like Outer space is something that we will never, we will never fully be understand. Able to do anything about, right? Or fully understand. Like there is no human bullshitting your way through a situation like that. So uh, they just, in terms of their writing of the entire thing, it it was genius. Like there's no, there was no escaping our ourselves, and there's no escaping the end result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that also made me very uncomfortable. So. Did, so the next thing that you have to watch is Sorry to Bother You. Okay, I have homework. If you find it, because it's very similar. Um, okay. In a, 
And so instead of the government being the big power, it's like business and it's capitalism, Ugh. honestly, really, that's the big power. Yeah. So it, it's a def, a different, different take on similar ideas. Uh, but I also want to point out one thing during the movie too, when Leo DiCaprio kind of went on like a Sesame street esque show to educate the children about what's about happening. The comment, yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I just like, <laughs> the one thing that I, I like thought about when that was happening because again he goes on this show like maybe two or three times the first couple of times he's like with the government that's when he was like in power or like a celebrity and then the last time he goes he's like pro science pro whatever um the first couple of times we're like it'll be fine like you know like you know things are happening but the government's got it whatever and then the last time he's like we're all gonna die <laughs> like teaching these kids like if you don't like, you know, if you don't actually create, like you think about it, like we're literally going to die. And like, it is what it is. And like, it's literally for a Sesame Street uh, show. Yeah, that and was uh, all I can, all I can think of was like during the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I feel like it was a take on that where like mm. racism was finally being shown uh, and, and taught at like that, you know, like with Elmo and like Big Bird and like, you know, all these like, you know, random like puppets, if you will um but obviously in this case like a very like like blown up you know yeah oh, satirical yeah. version um so For i sure. just i just thought that that was funny i was like this is ridiculous oh it i that like that like parents oh here's also my other like my the parents were like what do i tell my kids right like that whole thing and i'm like tell them how it is like right like just and it was all like white people you, you can probably uh, yeah. tell that the majority of the cast here right, is white right, right. whatever um like tell your kids they're not yet you know like again same thing with black lives matter movement like stop asian hate movement i'm like if the kids on the other side are learning about this regardless if they're two years old your white kid can take can take the same thing and the funny part <laughs> about it too is that it comes down to everything especially now right being a parent now is so much more difficult because you most of the time are the last resource of information that your kids are coming to so yeah. you have to be very proactive in having that not be the case. So like the, what do I tell my kids? Like, tell them the truth, say nothing, they're going to find out anyway. Right. And then they're going to possibly resent you for not knowing. So it's like the best, right. The best case scenario is to tell them the truth because you, that, and that's a whole thing that I don't understand. Like I, I get it back in the day, you could protect your kids from information. You can't protect your kids from anything anymore. You can't, it's not possible. And that's gotta be a burden that's just unbearable, but they are going to learn and they are going to find out. And if you help with the buffering of that experience, then at least they'll feel safe. At least they'll feel comfortable. Otherwise it's like, where do they feel they can get that information to from? And how do you oversee and manage that in any situation? like race included you want to mm -hmm. be at the forefront of all of that and it's a conversation yeah i mean i don't think it has to be i don't know to the to the extent of what's going on in the movie like someone's your kid's gonna find out the world's gonna end like there's no way you're stopping that but and i understand the whole argument of like we don't want to make them freak out Right. And I think a not relative to the movie, like we talk so much now and I don't know, I don't know how much you see it. Um, but in every facet of the way that I interact with children, 
anxiety is just, I, I, it's something that I, I never would have survived experiencing what they are experiencing now. Like, I don't know how they're managing it. If that was a lot of escapism. That's how they're managing it. But <laughs> the, I mean, kids are going to therapy more than we used to. Oh yeah. It's also a thing. And it's a norm. Yeah. It's a norm. And they're talking about it and they're having more conversations, but like, you can't, if you look at the world that we live in, you look at the level of influx of input and resources and constant overstimulation, it shouldn't be a surprise that they're dealing with anxiety. Like it's, it's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be like a, I don't know, like why not change if you know what the result is and you know the effect that's causing it, like why not, whatever. Anyway. Change which, change which part though? how we get information or just like, like the... the uh the i don't know if it's the how we get information right because then it comes back to my whole argument at the beginning of our conversation right it's like mm -hmm. do you censor and block and restrict or do you see i don't know i the topics of things that I think would emotionally scar an underdeveloped brain, I think that people have the right to be able to censor, right? Like parents not watching their, letting their kids watch SpongeBob. Like I can, I can understand, right? Those types of restrictions. If you're trying to protect your child from trauma, right? Like unnecessary trauma, but like the traumas of the realities of our world, like racism and, and history and, and things that are, you if they're not educated about it if there's not some level of you know trauma to it then nothing's going to change so i don't and it's hard and that sucks like i'm thinking about this like being the future generations you have you are so aware of all the shit that's gone wrong and all the shit that is bad and there's so much pressure on you to make it better like no wonder why they're walking it depends on the kid anxiety well, it also depends on kids, right? Some kids couldn't give a fuck. Other kids are like, this is stressful. The world is stressful. You know, like, so it's And I don't thing. know what that, I don't know what the not giving a fuck part is like. So I, I, I mean, what you're saying, I understand. You're yeah, right. That totally yeah. is a reality. I am very much looking at it. And that would not be my take on it. But I do also very much know kids that mm -hmm. are that. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. here's my question for you. If you knew that the world was going to end and there was a comet coming and it was going to hit the earth, what would you do? And like in that six month period? Yeah. Still live however I was living, honestly. I don't think I would do really? anything extraordinary. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I know. And like, because like at that point, I'm like, yeah, I'll spend more money because like, what am I going to, you know, like spend my savings, do whatever. But I feel like I wouldn't like travel the world or like, you know, like, do whatever. I, I think I would just spend as much time with whoever is immediately around me or whoever I consistently say. Respect. Yeah. Because of course, like, you know, and of course everyone's like, you should, you know, if, if this ever ended up, oh, knock on wood, obviously, duh. But some people would be like, fuck this shit. I'm quitting my job. I'm spending all my savings. Like, I'm going to go to XYZ. I'm going to go, you know, to the five countries I've always wanted to go to, but eh. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You? What would you do? Would you do the complete opposite? 
I want to do the complete opposite, but I would, I think to a certain extent, I'd be okay with keeping my life consistent in what Mm -hmm. I'm doing, but I would definitely get to a point where. Of course the madness ensues in your brain. Well, not even that. I would completely disassociate. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, me, I feel like me, if, you know, going through my life as is would be me disassociating from the actual fact. I would like whoever was willing and wanting to come with would be great but I would like either buy or rent or whatever extent like this crazy place that all the people that I cared about could stay like deep in the mountain somewhere and Mm -hmm. completely separate from like I would 100% probably super tap into like my spiritual side and like my natural Mm -hmm. side because in all honesty, the world and society and the way that we live is what makes me feel not safe. So I would 100% tap into the things that make me feel safe when I get to the point where I know that I have absolutely no control over what like the outcome that's going to be, if it's going to be like detrimental. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I'm really hoping that we don't ever get to that point. But yeah, obviously. I think it just overall, I, I liked the the message behind the movie of the fact that like, we just all need to pay attention. We just need to pay attention to what's going on and we need to think- So why is America calling the shots? Huh? Why is America calling the shots? In what? <laughs> In this whole movie. Mm. Girl Streep. It's, a, it's America. Like, and there was a whole thing, right? Where, oh, this is something we need to mention, right? Where the- um, Other nations were like, we're trying to do something about it, right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's like the whole point of us being the leader and the leader of the free world. Like we, which I don't understand because we don't have the most money, but somehow we're, and I think that's where celebrity comes in, right? We have the celebrity of being the free world. So like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that we don't always have the finances to fund things. It's like everybody looks at us because we have that. Um, what did I just watch? Was it also JVN? It was the funniest thing um they called america i literally can't remember so don't quote me if it was not the jvn get curious getting curious whatever thing on netflix but america is just a third world country with a gucci belt on and i started cracking the fuck up <laughs> it's true though where i started cracking up it's gr- we have a lot of a lot of wonderful things that have happened to us as citizens because of it right like not gonna mm-hmm. doubt that but like we are the wizard of oz we are the wizard of oz like that is our country our country is the wizard behind the curtain mm-hmm. with the all the special effects like that is the reality of it um so that's hysterical that's so funny because i'm just like literally picturing like a giant Gucci belt across the year. across the nation but, uh <laughs> i i don't know why the u.s had i mean even with the i mean that's part of the story too the relevant situations that are happening in the world right now the u.s has a lot of like i don't but the u.s has a lot of say and apparently what's going on so i don't know i'm not too educated enough on this uh unfortunately i like i'm not either but still like i'm aware of there's a lot of that going on and i Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what the answer is Uh, i just My hope is that people will see it and be able to laugh at the things that are funny, but also be able to say like, oh, 
Like if something like this were to happen right now, this is the world. Like this is this would be the result. Like this would be what would probably happen. Um mm-hmm. and be able to open their eyes just a little bit like to a wider view as a result. Yep. Yeah, I that's that. that's that's that. Honestly. And it's gonna be super funny. It's gonna be funnier to go back and watch it way more in the future like when we're a little bit older it'll be i think it's a good comedy movie funny then it's like too close it's like right now yeah it's too close right right now now. (laughs) um it'll be funnier in the future Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're not american it'd be funny right now true (laughs) so true oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like it totally portrays us the way that everybody else like really (laughs) i mean i get it I get it. I understand. It's uh, it is not the nicest picture of our country. That's for sure. And it's an American film, so you guys can just critically think on that. <laughs> it's also very crazy when you think about it, too, right? Like that type of the type of picture that is painted of it being an American movie. This type of movie might not ever be able to exist in any other country. Hmm. Right, because yeah. of the way, like it would be, like there's a level of like anti-government, right? Like there's levels of like not good, like not positive pictures that are being painted. So in other countries, like anybody else ever wanted to do something to this extent, like it's mm-hmm. one. Of, it brings up one of the good things that we have in America is we, especially as citizens, like we're able to have conversations that we have that are critically analyzing our government. We're able to laugh at ourselves, like. Not a lot of other countries are allowed to make those calls about their government. They're not allowed to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just another freedom we have. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Well, I'm happy you watched it. I'm very impressed. That didn't take you that long to get on. on. No, I mean, uh, it was on my watch list. So I was like, all right, well, let me just watch cool. it. And I was done working early one night. So I was like, all right. There you go. Just sit here, play video games, and then watch this. Amazing. <laughs> If you are listening to this episode and you have seen the movie and you have thoughts, we would super love to hear them. You can check us out on Instagram. I never remember what our handle is. Be more underscore podcast. Cool. Or send us an email. Let us know your thoughts and we'd be happy to share them. Mm -hmm. Next episode. Sorry, there's a weird hiccup in there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so don't be afraid to look up because you deserve to live your best life in the six months that you have <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that would be if, if our podcast in that yeah. movie that yeah. would be the way i ended our last episode that would be right there good lord okay well is that it is that your closing remarks all right okay bye <laughs>